Hello everyone and welcome to Club Reaction to Rangers 4, Cove Rangers now A very routine win for Rangers and we march into the next round where we will face the other half of the old firm. I am your host Scott Carney and joining me is Ali Pearson. How are you doing lads? Good to finally have the Rangers back after that shite international break, Scotia. <laughs> and, yes, we found Scotia. We managed to locate him. No, he's not dead. Yes. No, just working away. <laughs> Good to have you back, mate. So, gentlemen, um, the most routine of 4 wins. You can imagine Rangers did all the work in the first half. Exactly what you would you would want it to be like. The second half was a pretty much non-event. There was a training session for Rangers, really. The only thing Rangers didn't do was score, but we couldn't really ask for any more. Um, but we'll jump into the, the game. So, starting 11 was obviously a wee bit different than we predicted, Ali, due to Rangers making the appeal for the COVID players that got their ban. So, uh, a few surprise faces, um, possibly. Uh, McLaughlin, Patterson, Goldson, Holanda, Bassey, Davis, Kamara, Arfield, Wright, Roof and Defoe. Uh, Ali, I got the keeper, one defender and the front six right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get many much right, to be honest. To be honest, if, if I knew the COVID-5 were available, I would have had Patterson and Bassey in my team. So yeah. I would have had them, but I didn't think we'd be appealing that, which I find quite weird. But obviously, we can yeah. talk about that in another pod. But um, yeah. I'd be surprised if any of us picked that team, to be honest. It's one of the games, it's hard to pick a team for that. Scotia, did you pick a team? Did you predict a team? No, I didn't, no. But um, You could have honest, lied there, Scotia, and said you I, could I have. I, honestly, up until about, it was after the Scottish Cup, Cup draw earlier today, I was looking, catching up in news that I'd maybe missed, and then it was only then I'd realised that we'd appealed it. I had I'd completely missed the news on Friday, so I was working them. So, no, I, up until I heard that, I didn't expect... Patterson or Bassey to be starting. I was a bit surprised that Hellander, Hellander and Davis started, but I think Gerard kind of explained that with the knock to Simpson and obviously Zungu being out as well, that they both started, because I think they both pretty much played the majority of the international games that were on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. I think it was a, a wee bit of a shock to me um, when I seen them come out. I knew Rangers had appealed it, but for some reason it's been, as I say, it's been hectic for me the past few days, but I didn't really look into it fully. i just seen Rangers had appealed. So when I seen like Parson and Bassey today, I was like, well, hang on, I've completely missed this. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, that's probably for another podcast by Rangers have appealed that I'm not really sure. Um, but something else we'll, we'll obviously need to come on, come on to. More details will probably come out around it, I would imagine, but that was the team that started the game. So from the get-go, really, lads, it was one-way traffic. Rangers had a, a number of chances where within the first 10 minutes. Scott Wright was in pretty much straight away with a ball over the top from Davis. A good first, first touch from him. His second touch was even better. Gives him a chance to get the shot away, but it was deflected out. You could see from early doors that Rangers were going to dominate possession. Chance on seven minutes. Patterson sent down the right-hand side by Davis again. First time ball into the box, into Roof's path. The effort's on his left foot and it's just past the post probably should be hitting the target here again 8 minutes great ink up play from Roof and Wright Wright smashes it across the face of the goal but it evades the foe who probably shocked the ball gets, actually gets to him but Rangers goal looks imminent and then we go the closest we have been yet first 10 minutes uh, in the 10th minute sorry Rangers get a corner ball falls to Roof but his shot hits the post and it goes into the the Cove goalkeeper's hands. Um, Ali, first 10 minutes, it was just relentless really from Rangers and there was only one way this was going to go. Yeah, I thought Rangers started 
started really well, the way I thought it was going to go. I mean, Cove Rangers actually made six changes before this game as well because they've got their eyes on Tuesday night. Obviously, their league campaign's a lot different to how we play our league. There's not many games left after second that league, so they're prioritising that. So, yeah, but no, it's it was as... We should have probably scored within the first 10 minutes, but it was always coming. Yeah, Scotia, it was just one-way traffic, really. Aye, uh, it was, yeah. Um, but to be, just to point in there, um, I know it's Cove Rangers, but I'd be absolutely furious if I had to play a game within like two days of each other. I think that's really harsh on them, to be honest. They, they, particularly moving it to half six on a Sunday night. You know, you could play this earlier in the day. I just think it's pretty unfair on them, to be honest, when they're then asking to squeeze all these games in. Um, but that's Scottish football for you, isn't it? <laughs> I, take it, Fal- I take, it, take it Falkirk are playing on Tuesday night as well, Scotia. Oh, I couldn't tell you, mate. I only know that they are because of what was getting said in commentary right. today. But I thought that I would, I would be raging, for instance, if we just because Celtic had played to play a game Tuesday night. Yeah, right. if we had to play a game on the Tuesday night, and there was only two days in between it, I'd be raging. So I would agree with that. There's no need for this game to be a half six tonight. There's just, there's just literally no need for it at all. Um, it could have been much, much earlier. And I would be the same, mate. I'd be a bit. A bit peeved about it if Rangers were getting forced to play that many games in two days. But again, it's the SFA, it's Premier Sports, it's everything that you expect from Scottish football. Sums it up perfectly. Um, so back into the game, next 10 minutes become a wee bit scrappy, to be honest. Um, Cove are trying to get into the match, but nothing, they're not really getting anything going. Rangers are closing anything anything down that they're trying to, to get started. Um, and then us on to 24th minute. Uh, Rangers take the lead, so Defoe's first real involvement in the game, really. Um, he's dropped slightly deep, turns his man, gets the ball out of his feet, and from outside the box, unleashes a great strike right into the bottom left-hand corner. Keeper has no chance at all. Ali, this is just Defoe doing Defoe things. That was a great goal. To be fair, I, I was actually shouting at him when he was about to hit the shot to play in roof, because <laughs> Jermaine Defoe, I don't... I never see Jermaine Defoe as a striker that hits balls for outside the box like that and lashes into the back of the net. And it was a it was a great finish. I mean, Defoe today should have had about five, six goals. And this was the hardest one out of them all. And he scored it. Um, but no, great goal. And he looks really sharp, Defoe, for a guy that's not played football. And I can't tell you the last time he played a game for us. But he looked really good, Defoe. Um, and no, great goal. I think it's... I think it's just credit to the way he looks after himself, to be honest, mate. Like, the guy's like the, the most ultimate professional I've ever seen. I follow him on Instagram and social media and stuff, and you see the stuff that he does. And he's teetotal, I think. I don't think he aye, drinks does he, as Does well. he drink? Does he smoke? Aye, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he, the guy takes right care of himself, and it was Scotia. It was a, an absolutely great goal to get Rangers off the mark today. Yeah, it was fabulous. It was an absolutely brilliant strike. And it was that way. I, I know what Ali's saying about slipping in roof, but he given so much time. Like took took his first touch, then his second touch, and then he had time to even take a third touch before he mm-hmm. got the shot away. And yeah, he, just because he had so much time on it, because I think uh, in a normal circumstance game, he's sliding roof in there, but because he get given so much time, just lashes the and that was an absolutely brilliant strike. And as Ali yeah. mentions, it's probably the most difficult chance he'd had all game. <laughs> yeah, probably. Apart from maybe the one later on in the match where he tries to chip the keeper, I thought that was a bit. It wasn't really a chance. It's him trying to make a, a, a chance for himself, really. But, yeah, I mean, it's probably the most difficult chance that he had today. But it's a great strike from him. It really is. It's top class. Absolutely, like, shows that it's still there, really, with him. Um, so it was a good goal to get us going. Six minutes later, Rangers make it two, pretty much kill the game off. And it's Kamar Roof. So good work from Defoe on the left-hand side of the box. He squares it across the edge of the box to Scott Arfield. He shoots. It's a good save from the keeper, but he can't hold it. And the ball falls to Roof, who nips in to make it 2-0. Game over, really. 
the Scotia at this point, and Cove are probably thinking this could be a cricket score, as were we. Yeah, it was getting to that stage where, like, yeah, we, we're on it. It was a couple of things kind of contributed to it. It's that Cove overplaying the ball themselves, trying to maybe want to play out from the back, want to play quite that type of football, and getting themselves into danger and us pressing the ball. You know, Bassey does really well to press it down and then it breaks to the foe. Good pass in. And, yeah, Ruth gets the, the kind of rebound off the keeper. Um, I think you could say poor defending, but it's a combination of Cove overplaying the ball themselves and then us just being relentless. So no matter who we're playing, we're treating them the exact same as we would treat the likes of Benfica. Yeah, you're spot on there, mate. Ali, again, but cruise control, it's only 30 minutes gone and the game's effectively over. Yeah, I mean, I would say in Cove Rangers, I mean, they're a team in their league that likes to play, get the ball down, play football the, the right way. They're, they're not a team set up to come and sit with two banks of, two banks of four and whatever it is. So, yeah, that they came and tried to play a bit of football, but no, it was a good good finish for Roof, and it was a a striker's finish. I think Roof's more of an instinctive striker than Morelos. He, he scores a lot of these goals, rebounds. He's always there, and no, I was happy for Roof because he's he's come on previously and been frustrated in games, and you can see he's been frustrated. And it was it was good for him to get two goals today, and I thought he played really well, Roof, um, before he was taken off. Yeah, I think you're, you're, you're right with that as well, mate. He's, his football and brain's very good. He knows where to be. He's always there to take the chance if the keeper makes a mess of it. He's, he just kind of knows where to be. Um, so, yeah, but as I say, he, he did play really well um, and he added a second pretty much straight away. Um, Roof's at the double. Scott Wright, again, great work down the right-hand side of the box. Drills it into the box. Kumar is there to nip in, in front of the defender and smashes it into the roof of the net. Um, Scott Wright and Roof, as I've just mentioned, um, they looked really good today, um, especially Scott Wright. I, I honestly thought Scott Wright was tremendous today. Yeah, and I would give Big Shirley um, a wee mention in that one because he was <laughs> hassling down that side and they didn't know what to do because... They probably didn't know what he was up to, to be honest, and lost the ball. <laughs> That's where it came from. And Scott Wright did really well. I thought, we'll come on to man the matches later on, but I thought Scott Wright was really good. The only thing he didn't do today was score. But no, brilliant. And again, Ruth smashes it into the top of the, top of the net. And aye, you're 3-0, easy street. You're thinking, this could be an absolute cricket score now. Yeah, score shots. It's what Kamar Ruth does, isn't it? Again, it's like I've just yeah. said about the foe, and this is what Ruth does. Yeah, as it's um, it was nice to see obviously coming down the opposite side of the pitch this time, and it's right done this a few times during the game that he was pinging balls into dangerous areas. There was one that he'd cut back for Defoe, like the way he'd seen where Defoe was. This was more of kind of zing it across the face of the the goal um, to go in. But I, I don't, I'm not saying this right, but there's a wee moment where the way that Wright carries himself and the way he ran, it just it reminded me the way that Loudrup sometimes held himself when he was oh. running. I'm not, I'm not course, making course, that course. comparison. <laughs> I'm not making that comparison. Calm down, but, you sick. <laughs> no, but it was just, I'd seen a wee bit, just the way some a, a person holds themselves when they're running and stuff, it just gave me a flashback to a Loudrup Kenny S moment that I'd seen there. I'm not make, making any comparisons other than that, that just wee moment, one wee moment that I'd seen from the um, just I was like, I remember Loudrup used to Kenny run a wee bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying nothing more that's it's a comparison and a half that mate to be fair I don't know if I would go full Brian Loudrup mode on him yet but he's got a wee bit of the floppy hair I suppose but I, I get I get where you're coming from um, the kind of style of play that he does and he was everywhere the day as well Rangers but just doing what we always do but just constantly moving switching positions and Cove Rangers really didn't have a chance from the get go um, but 
we'll wait and see if he's going to be Brian Loudrop. If he's three quarters of the player Brian Loudrop was, then I'll take that, mate. There's no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, Rangers really in cruise control now. Pick up a few needless bookings, um, but it's Clancy being Clancy, really. He has to book at least two Rangers player, players or he'll feel like he's not done his job. Um, Scott Wright has a shot from distance. It's well over. Defoe has another great chance using his body well to turn a defender, but his attempt is just past the post. And then Rangers make it four. Um, really showing no mercy. Cove playing a really dangerous game, trying to play out from the back as Rangers are doing a high press. A ball across the 18-yard box. And Patterson, who reads the pass really, really well, nicks in, takes the ball and puts it away with the outside of his right boot into the far corner. A great goal, um, Scotia, and really good reading from the young lad. Yeah, Patterson does really well here because he's, he's when you look at the replay back, he's 10, 15 yards further back and he kind of knows, he's, he kind of anticipates what's going to happen and runs to chase it, presses it down. You know, that thing I was mentioned about earlier, us still pressing. Cove playing needlessly, stupidly daft balls in the box like that. Um, and that was a great wee finish from him. Glad to see him score again. He's been doing pretty well for himself since Tav's been out. Well, since he's got a bollocking from, for doing the COVID <laughs> breach, maybe that might be it as well. Ali, it's good to see Parson still continuing to kind of kick on and showing his, his form and his potential. Yeah, I mean, like Scotch was saying, I don't know what Cove Rangers were doing, trying to play it from the back. I mean, doing a square ball across your 18-yard box, especially with the Rangers play with the high press, and Patterson picks the boy's pocket, nicks the ball outside of the foot into the net, and it was it was great awareness for Patterson. He could have 3-0 up, kind of sat back, but no, he, he wanted that ball, made it his and scored, and you're going in 4-0, and like, I mean, you're thinking the second half, we could just go in absolutely take this team apart, but obviously we'll come on to what happened. Yeah, so that take, as I say, takes us to half-time, yeah, obviously 4-0. Very impressive first half from Rangers, um, the champions of Scotland, I should say. Uh, you couldn't really ask for more, especially with the changes made to the team, um, when you consider we don't have Morelos, Hadji, Kent, Tav, Barisic on the pitch. Uh, it was really impressive for Rangers. and I mean, Scotia, you can't really ask for much more from for a, for us to turn up, make it four 0 The game the game was done at two 0 Let's be honest, but four 0 at half time, Gerard can make as many changes. He can tinker with the, the the team as much as he wants, and it's a an easy forty five minutes coming up. Yeah, he can. I mean, the job's done now. Half time, job's done. Pretty much, you know. There's no way Cove Rangers are coming back to get four each or five four. Just wasn't wasn't on the cards at all. Um, I don't think he would have made many changes. I think a message due is saying, no, I think Hellander had just picked up a knock, or just get a wee knock just before the, the halftime whistle blew. And I was like, that, nice clan, that Clancy decided not to give a booking for it as well. Oh, I, I, I completely missed it. I just heard them saying commentary, so I've not, yeah. I hadn't seen it. But um, So I was like, I wouldn't really change anything unless he's carrying a knock or someone else carrying a knock. I know Pearson had made a point about the, those couple of the bookings that maybe maybe switch someone for that reason, but I felt there's no, not really any need to change too much about, because it's apart from um, Davis, Ellender and Kamara, all that team's kind of not played too much recently, so they could do with more minutes in their legs. I mean, those are the only three that were away in sort of international duty, well, McLaughlin as well, but he just kind of sat on the bench or didn't, I don't even know if he was on the bench on Wednesday night for Scotland, but um, yeah, no, feeling very comfortable. Half time, Ali. Half time thoughts, mate. Yeah, well, I text to say I would take Davis off. He, he, we don't have a replacement for Steve Davis at the moment, and the way the Scottish Cup's coming, if he, if he'd, 
if he'd picked another yellow up in the second half, obviously he's off the park and he misses the Celtic game and we don't have a replacement for him for the Celtic game and he's he's vital for this Rangers team. So, 100%. Would he have picked a book up in the second half? Probably not, but you've got Kevin Clancy on the park, so you never know what's going to happen. So, for me, what's the point of 4-0 up? Take him off and put somebody else in there. So, that's why I said I would take him off and... Obviously, Gerard, listen to me and put Hadji on. <laughs> I was about to say that. Did you just give Stevie a wee phone just a half time and go, look, Stevie boy, um, I would take Davis off, you know. Explain your give him a wee text. Yeah, but yeah, Rangers, Rangers did make the sub into the second half. Um, Davis comes on, Hadji comes on. Again, see if you're Cove Rangers and Steve Davis is going off and he's a deep line midfielder and you're seeing Yanis Hadji comes on, who only thinks forward. Like, Hadji's not got a back button. Uh, he must be like, he's a break, man. But... As I say, the, the second half was not that it was a known event. That's probably a bit too harsh. Rangers were in total control. The, the game pretty much started the same way the, the entire way the first half um, went. It was just one-way traffic, really. Um, it was a kind of... Hadji kind of looked like he had a kind of free roll within the 10 area just to kind of do what he wanted. Like, he would just, like, literally go and play. You've got Kamara and Arfield sitting behind you, so you can pretty much just kind of do what you want. Um and again, I think a game like that for Yanis Hadji, that's his kind of game where he can completely express himself. And you see, and he tried his hardest, I think, today. Hadji really did. He would some, showed some really, really good play, some great link-up play. Um, but I think, is, Ali, is this something that we should be looking to do with Hadji more, is try to get him more central instead of having him out wide all the time? Not wide, but you know what I mean? That kind of dropped in number 10. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I prefer him sitting more central, to be honest. I think he can hurt teams more in there with that wee slide ball. I, I, I did think the second half, to be honest, I, I thought, see when Steve Davis isn't in our team, you know he's not in our team. Because mm-hmm. I just think he dictates him. Kamara's not a player. I know Kamara sat and played the Steve Davis role in the second half, but he's not a player that can do what Steve Davis does. I just I thought we, although we controlled the whole of the second half and never looked in danger, I thought we missed Davis big style. But yeah, Hadji, I prefer him more central. The problem is there's, there's that many players in that that area that he always gets put on the right hand side. That that's why he's out there. Unless he can dislodge somebody in there, then he's always going to go on that right hand side unless we change the formation. I would say I thought Scott Arfield tonight again wasn't at his best. I thought some of his balls were poor and I don't want to pick on somebody tonight because we've had a, a, a 4-0 win against Cove Rangers, but Arfield needs to do more. When he was previously in the team, he was undroppable. I, I think now he's making himself an easy pick not to be picked in this Rangers team now. I, I really do. I think he's. I don't know if there's something not quite right with him, but he's not the Scott Arfield that he was at the beginning of the season. I don't want to sound like I'm picking on him, but I wonder if your guys' thoughts were on him. Don't want to sound like I'm picking on him, but I'm picking on him. <laughs> well, not really. I'm just seeing what I've seen. I just, I just think I'm only joking. I'm winding you up, man. Um, Scotia, what's your thoughts on that? On the Arfield thing, um, it's, co- it's a very difficult one because it's Cove Rangers you're playing. It's a difficult kind of game to judge anyone properly, I think. Um, I didn't think he was too bad, to be honest. I didn't think he was outstanding, but I didn't think he'd done anything that was that I noted down that was like that. It was absolutely terrible, Arfield. But maybe maybe you'd picked up on something, Ali, because you can you can do this during the game. You'll pick up on something by one player, and then uh, then you'll keep on noticing it because you've already noticed the one thing. Maybe it's just I hadn't seen that. So I didn't think he was too bad. 
I'm not saying I he think... was terrible. I'm just saying he... No, I know what you're saying. I think he's almost trying too hard because he knows his form's not there. It's that old footballing cliche, he's trying too hard. But I think it's, it's pretty apt for this, I think. I, th- I think it's just... I don't know if it's lack of fitness or I, I really don't know or he's... It's just the, the kind of time of the season. It's a hard one to say. I, I, I will half agree with Yali. I thought he was okay. I didn't think he was probably what Scotia saying. He wasn't spectacular, but I didn't think he was awful. And I know you're not saying he was awful. Um, but yeah, I do think sometimes he's just trying that little bit too hard and he's getting frustrated. Because you've seen at one point there wasn't a pass on for him to pass in through the middle and he was getting frustrated because nobody was there. But I almost think that's probably a reflection on himself because he's frustrated because he should probably be there to take that ball. Does that make sense? So, yeah, I can get where you're coming from um, with that. But I say I don't want to be too harsh. We've just cruised to a 4-0 win. I know, yeah. But yeah, so the rest of the half really is all all Rangers. Um, Scott Wright's got a chance. Uh, again, he was doing really well down the right-hand side. Fires it into the danger area. Roof's there, but it goes wide. Looked like a corner. Um, well, they were, Rangers were claiming for a corner anyway, but it was a goal A goal kick was awarded. Uh, Parson and Wright also linking up really well down the right-hand side. Um, time and time again, they were getting in. Then there was a bit of a breaking play. Um, one of the Cove defenders goes down pretty awkwardly. Looks like a right slow one. That, to be honest, he didn't make much movement after he went down. So hopefully he's not out for too long for them. And it leads to a sub for Rangers. Um, Itton comes on for Roof, and that's followed by Defoe coming off and Greg Stewart making a cameo. Um, but Rangers are really toying with Cove, to be honest. Controlling the ball, controlling the tempo, completely controlling the game. We were showing really impressive build-up play, quick one-touch passes, nice wee flicks, bursts of pace from players. Um, only thing missing was a goal to top it off. Cove Rangers were probably wanting the final whistle to come as quickly as they could. Um, again, there's not really much reason I'm not jumping in too much to it because there isn't really that much to get stuck into. It is just good play by Rangers, just no real end product. And credit to Cove, they did stop Rangers scoring. We didn't, we, well, scoring a fifth. <laughs> they didn't stop us scoring, but they stopped us scoring a fifth. Um, and conditions were getting pretty wild. The wind and the rain was swirling round Ibrooks and it didn't really didn't really lead to much. Um, Rangers made, as I say, a number of changes, kind of tinkered with the formation a wee bit. But again, nothing really to report. It was three minutes added on time and it finishes Rangers 4, Cove Rangers now. Ali, it's always, it's, it's, there's always a chance of this happening when the first half goes as well as it does that the game's over. So, you, you, again, you, you would love to see Rangers win 8-0, 9-0, 10-0 even, but it's not going to happen realistically. And the game is well and truly over. Rangers dominated the second half. Job done, really. Yeah, I thought we might have, have a wee mump and moan that we didn't score in the second half and we probably could have scored 4-5 in the second half, to be honest, but... Like you say, how many games have you seen where you you dominate a team and go four or five up in the first half and then the second half is a bit of a non-event and you don't score? And mm-hmm. why should you go full pelt and maybe cause an injury or do something when you're you're so far ahead? So yeah, I was I was delighted with a four nil win. Like you say, the conditions weren't great, the wind was was swirling around Ibrox tonight and I four nil, no injuries that we know of, and I roll on the next round. We all know who it is. Yeah, Scotia. Yeah, it was a strange second half. It was kind of, as we'd said before, you know, after the first half, it's done. Um, and certainly after, obviously, that boy got injured, it did look a really sore one, so best wishes mm-hmm. to him. I think I think he was the boy that Derek McInnes had mentioned. Um, was it Jamie Jamie Masson, I think his name is? 
think he's like a Rangers fan and like yeah. McInnes had mentioned he'd always want like it was a big dream for him to play at Ibrox, but it, it did look really sore. So all the best to him. But I think that that sort of stoppage in play in itself kind of broke up the second half a bit. Obviously, just before that roof was about to get taken off, then it was obviously prolonged a bit further, and then all the changes get made and it, it kind of fizzles into that kind of game. I was a bit frustrated that it maybe seemed like we were trying to walk the ball into the net a wee bit too much. But I think some of that credit needs to go down to the fact that Cove Rangers were shutting us down pretty well to prevent us from getting a shot away in those positions. But it's 4 0. We're through to the next round of the Scottish Cup. We're um, 6 0 for the women's team earlier today as well. So 10 0 yep. in aggregate for those two games. So <laughs> a good day to be a Ranger. Good day to be a Ranger indeed, mate. Um, so we'll jump on to the man of the match. Um, I'm going with Scott Wright. I know Ruth got two today, uh, but I thought Scott Wright was really impressive. I thought every time he got the ball, we looked to try and make something happen. He was constantly showing. He was tracking back at times as well and winning the ball well. A, a real all-round performance for him. And it's from his first start to, to kind of perform like that, it's, it's it's encouraging to see what we could get from him. And working with the coaching team and working with Gerard, we could have a right prospect on our hands. But I did. I thought he was tremendous tonight. Um, so I'm going to give it to Scott Wright. Ali? I'm the exact same. Scott Wright, I think I gave a clue away in the first half. But he was the one guy that wanted the ball all the time, drove at their defence, set up goals. Everything came through him. He reminded me of if we lose Ryan Kent, which I don't want to lose, he could actually fill that position quite easily. Um, no, I thought he was really good. I would give a mention to Big Shirley and Patterson in the full-back positions. I thought they played really well. It's just a shame that they're going to be missing games, probably. But no, um, Scott Wright, we've been blowing smoke up Scott Wright's for, for, for a while, saying we want him to start, want him to start. Finally starts, and let's see what happens. Hopefully hopefully he plays against Hibs at the weekend. Yeah, be good to see him in a in a more competitive game, getting a start from the start. Yeah. No disrespect to Cove Rangers, but it would be good to see him uh, get a run out on Sunday and see what he, he makes all of it from a, a kind of st- in the start and eleven. Uh, Scotia, you're man of the match. Yeah, we had tricked with Scott Wright this evening, lads. I think yeah, I'm really impressed by him again. I mean, I've been impressed with him since he's since he's joined us and since I knew he was signing. I looked at him in a wee bit more detail and I was like, yeah, he looks like the kind of player. Ali mentions that he could be a kind of replacement esque player for Kent. I think he offers you the exact same exact type of thing that Kent does, but on the other side of the pitch as well. Um, so there'll be games that you could see the two of them playing in either kind of the outside of the front three. Yeah, really impressed with him. I thought Davis in the first half again. You you couldn't t- tell that he'd just played. Did he did he play the USA game or not? I know he, he played, played two. Played played two out of the three. He missed right, one so of the games. He didn't. So he didn't play the friendly against USA. Yeah. But he played the two Kenny main qualifiers yeah. for Northern Lions. You wouldn't you wouldn't expect that for a, a lad of his age. And he came in and kind of strolled it really because Cove were kind of they were quite high tempo in the, the first we up until we scored they were kind of pressing us down trying to go for it a wee bit. I think Craigan actually, credit to Craigan, and I, don't, I rarely say this, but he said the game had quite a good tempo to it and I agreed with him when he'd said that because it, it did look like quite a decent kind of cup game. Obviously we just ran away with it because we're clearly a, a better footballing team, but yeah. Yeah, but I, actually I'm, I'm buzzing to see what Scott Wright offers now, I really am, and the thought of having him fully up to speed of the team and everything else that the, the coaching team do with with players to see him and Kent and Morelos up front. I mean, that That's would be I tremendous. 
That would be tremendous, really would. And if he if he if he it does perform, if he gets a chance next weekend and he performs to see the up front three against Celtic, um, I'll take that. I'll look forward to seeing that. And it leads us nicely on, gentlemen, to the next round. Um, we've obviously been drawn against the other half of the old firm, and it's at Ibrooks, seventeenth for the eighteenth of April. That's right, isn't it? It's going yeah. to be yeah, probably the sun. Probably the Sunday, the Sunday at half half eight in the morning or something because it's going to be on Premier Sports, so it'll be something ridiculous like that. But yeah, and obviously the following um, tie should we get through will be against Clyde or St Johnston. Am I correct? Yeah, the week yeah. after. Yeah. So lads, obviously I wanted the fairy tale of getting them on May the twenty fourth at Hamden to beat them to win the double. I, I'm not going to lie, that's what I wanted, um, but. If we put them out now, then the, the pathway is open for us really to, to kick on and make this a double for us this season. But what's your initial thoughts on the draw, Ali? Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd, I would just wanted a home tie. I didn't care who it was against. And the way that draw went, I thought we were definitely getting them. It came out, it was them. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time we faced Celtic in a Scottish Cup that early on in a, in a draw. It's quite early to face them. Usually it's semis or whatever. But, no, I think we've got a right good chance against them. We've not played our best against Celtic the last two times, especially the, the game there, but the circumstances why we didn't. I think Rangers look refreshed, recharged there. I think we are ready to go. Depends what he does against Hibs Sunday. That's, again, a glorified friendly on Sunday, but you can use it to see what we're doing for the Celtic game. I know Celtic have got the Eddie Howe, that is the front runner. Do they bring him in before this old firm game in two weeks' time? I very much doubt it. If I was him, I'd want to come in after it because he's either put Rangers out and he can win a cup or he can come in and have a fresh start. So I can't see it'll be John Kennedy for me that'll take them. But no, we're at Ibrox with the champions. Let's put the sword right into them. And I killed their season off in April and they've got absolutely nothing to play for for the rest of the season. So no, the chances are for Rangers, let's go. Yeah, 100%. Mate, I can't wait for this whole Eddie Howe thing to build and build and build and then they go, the new manager is John Kennedy. Because <laughs> that would be the most Celtic thing for them to do, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to speculate. I don't care who gets the... the, the the manager's job at Celtic, I couldn't care less. I don't think it really matters. Uh, but Scotia, your your thoughts on the, the draw, mate? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really bother me who we get at them these times. You know, we'll just play whoever we need to play and I get through is the ideal scenario. Um, Ali, I'm glad you kind of finished your sentence there because when you were saying when was the last time we faced them and then you said that early in the draw. But I think the last time we faced them in the weekend of the 17th of April was um, the semi-final that um, we won in penalties a few years back where we were. But I was on about how early in the yeah, no, I, I four or something or five. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I realised that when you finished your sentence, that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, we can. I face Celtic whenever it doesn't bother me when we face them. What I would say, and I think I've been saying to use off air a few times, is I've got a sneaky suspicion that there might be some fans allowed in for the latter stages, like semi-finals, final the Scottish Cup because obviously the plan would be to get fans in for the Euros the following month so I've got a sneaky suspicion that, that something like that could happen the fact that whatever happens one of the old firms going to be out might make the authorities a bit more lenient to allow sure, the fact no. that it's not going to be an old firm final 
that there might be that wee bit more leeway. So it should be us, hoping it's us. And maybe maybe some Bears can get, get to Hamden and, and what is it, the 15th of May, the final? No, 24 for me. 24th, 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 
But yeah, so that's it. Rangers into the next round. Um, it's against the other half of the old farm, as we said, on the 17th or 18th of April. So bring it on. Uh, that'll do us for tonight, lads. Um, Ali, thank you very much for your time, mate. I'm about to go and watch Line of Duty. <laughs> Oh, if you're three minutes late, no problem. I'll let you get going for that one. I <laughs> know. <laughs> Just noticed the time. I was like, Lena Jay's on, I need to go. <laughs> Scotia, thanks very much, mate. Uh, cheers. Enjoy your programme, mate. I will do, mate. It's brilliant. You should watch it, by the way. It generally is. It's absolutely fantastic. I know Martin Compton's in it and all that, but it's, it's a brilliant movie. A brilliant movie, a brilliant show. I don't mind Compton. Although he's a Celtic fan, I don't mind. He's a timber. I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind them either, to be honest. I used to, I used to know them a long time ago. Anyway, I, I need to go. It's on. Anyway, <laughs> thank you to everybody that's uh, listened tonight and tuning in. As always, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the videos, leave us a wee five-star rating on Apple Podcast. It really does make a huge difference. Share any way that you can as well. Get it out there to your, your blue-nosed friends as well. So that'll do us. As I said, um, we'll be back probably at some point this week with Club Deck Corner. As I say, I'm moving house very soon, so I don't know how it's going to look over the next kind of week or so, uh, but we'll be sure to bring you something, no doubt about that. So we are Club at 22 The Rangers Podcast and we will speak to you all next time. Cheers.